Hello, and welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about grappling and life from the female perspective. I'm Jen Eads. I'm a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Clearman, a Brazilian jujitsu purple belt, and I like to tap. Dance. <laughs> all right. I like to. Do you like to make people, people out? Tap. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to tap dance. <laughs> and this episode is all about tapping when to tap. Yes. Because that's that's a thing. Right. It's important to know. Yeah. It's funny. I'll do like an intro with a new person and they'll say, you know, like before I actually try to do something on them, I teach them what tapping is uh-huh. and, um, and they'll say, how will I know when to tap? And I'm like, oh, you'll know. Like <laughs> when it hurts, you should tap. <laughs> It became very obvious to me very quickly. Yeah. Funny how that works, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm catching on to this jujitsu stuff fast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a first lesson, how to tap. (laughs) Right. I've I've mastered that one, I think. I feel like it. So tap. we're going to talk about tapping during training versus tapping in competition. I know you mentioned you've had a little struggle at times. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get that, to that too, like the, the pre-competition <laughs> tap. Um, yeah. Yeah. And first of all, I'd like to say like talking about like tapping. Yes. Um, one, I recommend tapping on the person if possible. Yes. Um, if you tap on the floor, like a lot of people will do like a one, you know, tap on the floor. And I'm like, are you posting or are you tapping? I don't know what's happening. Uh-huh. Um, so always tap multiple times on the person if possible. And then what do you do if I have both your hands? I say tap, tap, right? Yeah. <laughs> you use your mouth, right. which is so funny because people are like, I couldn't tap. You had my hands. Your mouth still works, honey. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and also the word tap is the way to go. Um, I had a guy one time in class and he, you know, I think he had some guy was doing like an Americana on him and the guy's going, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. And like progressively, like amping up and then he shoves the dude and he's like i said you had it there were some explicitives in there (laughs) and uh, he was so mad and the poor kid was just like i thought you were coaching me through it like you were just saying you have it like i didn't realize that that meant like tap right and and i was standing there i was like that's a hundred percent your fault like yeah you know to say tap otherwise it's confusing you've got it just sounds like you're coaching me so totally yeah. use the words tap. <laughs> and usually if you're using the words, they are many and quickly. It's like tap, 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 tap. Oh, yeah. I don't th- yeah. It's not, it's never just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe sometimes in like drilling, you might be like tap, you know, but usually right. it's, it's quite a few. <laughs> so why should you be willing to tap? Because sometimes it's like, like you don't oh, want to tap, but. Don't have an ego in class. The thing is, there are no medals at the end of class. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've never been given a medal at the end of class. <laughs> um, so I don't think anyone else does. But, you know, you're not in class to to win, right? right? You don't beat anyone in class because you don't know what they were working on, what they were trying to do. Like, there's no winning or losing in class. There's just training. Mm-hmm. Like, competition class might be different. Like, then it might be, you know, kind of more match style. But mm-hmm. when you're just rolling in class— tap early and often like it's you you have to take your ego out of it and typically if you have such an ego that you don't want to tap you're going to get injured oh yeah you're you know like that's that's a surefire way to injury because you have you know 
too much pride tap. <laughs> and then with that, like, I always say, even if you think your partner taps, let go. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, if you think they tapped in, in class, let go. Like, did you tap? They say, no, you can reset, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's not worth injuring someone because you're not 100% sure if they tapped or not. Yeah, I um, feel horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it is a better safe than sorry. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely say, you know, tap when you need to. And, you know, I mean, obviously you want to work on being able to escape and stuff, but mm-hmm. just be intelligent about it. It would be hard for me to play guitar with a broken arm. It would. So it I'm really pretty would. mindful. Yeah. Of, I need and this. Most of us have day jobs. Yeah. You know, right. like <laughs> most of us don't do jujitsu full time. We're not doing it at a competitive level. And even if we are like pro jujitsu people, they're tapping more than any of the rest of us because they, you know, they're going to go out and compete. Like that's their livelihood. So yeah. no matter which way it goes. And, you know, there'll be a lot of times like, kids class especially James will go who who do you think taps the most in this class and all the kids will like point out each other or themselves or whatever and James will be like me I've tapped more than all of you combined a hundred times over <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's the truth like you know could because usually the higher along you get the further along you get the the less ego you have the more willing you are to be like yep that's good and think about tapping as just telling your partner they did a good job oh yeah Kind of like a pat on the back kind of thing. So <laughs> like you, you tap. Yep. That was a good arm bar. That was yeah. a good choke. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So just, you just have to take the the ego and the pride out of it and, and tap when somebody has something. What about leading up to competition? This is my biggest struggle. <laughs> and I struggle with this every single competition. Not a competition goes by that James and I don't have this conversation. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> The week before a competition, every time I'm my my struggle is, do I tap early to mm-hmm. avoid injury the week before competing, or do I go harder and more full out with the idea of I don't want to put tapping early in my head, and I don't have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and every time we talk about it, I don't think that James really has the answer for me either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Maybe what he has, what he does, but he can't tell me what I need to do. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's such a struggle. I don't know. And I don't know what I would advise, you know, my girls to do or my guys to do. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't answer your question at all. <laughs> you kind of did. <laughs> well, I, it feels like a very, that's a kind of a very personal choice. And you you have to know your body, I yeah. think, ultimately. Yeah. And, you know, I guess kind of a little bit of like where you are, like if you're kind of have some tweaks and stuff that you want to protect, um, that might make you more likely to tap early. Um, I don't know. It's just hard. You just have to make sure to stay in the mindset of, you know, okay, this is right now. Maybe I'm tapping early right now, but that doesn't mean I'll tap early on Saturday, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whenever that competition is. So, yeah. um, but I think it's I think it's a struggle. And I think the main result is it's always okay to be a struggle. <laughs> like you you yeah. just have to figure it out. And it might be different every competition. You might have a different answer each time and just kind of see what works best for you. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. What about tapping and competition? I mean, the advice I would give and for me um would be like if something is going to break or be injured, especially in any lower level for lack of a better term, you know, Mm -hmm. um, if something's going to break or be injured tap, um, in the higher level, like 
Oh my gosh. So there's a match between uh, Michelle Nicolini and Tammy Musinecki and Michelle breaks her arm. Oh my God. Like breaks Tammy's arm. And um, yeah, she kept fighting. She did not stop fighting. With a broken arm. With a broken arm. Yeah. And I mean, there are, there are lots of matches like that where somebody will, you know, break their foot or something and keep fighting, but that is at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, you know, if you're not fighting at the highest level, if it's not worlds and, you know, whatever tapas, something's going to get broken because it sucks to be sidelined for, you know, six, eight, 10 weeks because oh, yeah. you didn't tap, you know? I mean, if it's for a payday or if it's for a big show, that's, that then you make a different choice maybe. But Mm -hmm. if you think you can fight through it, even broken, (laughs) then you (laughs) might make a different choice. Um, But yeah. And, and, you know, I I cannot remember who actually won that match, but it was, it was good and it's brutal. Um, Maybe we can put that, that video in the show notes. If you're, if you want to watch it. it. Oh yeah. You can find it. Yeah. Um, And then from a choke standpoint, Mm, I'll go unconscious. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I won't tap to a choke. I've definitely right. tapped to chokes before, but I'm not afraid to go unconscious. Yeah. I'm not, you know, it's it's just like the best nap of your life. It's a really <laughs> nice nap. Um, I, the first time, I, I'm pretty sure it was the first time I ever got choked unconscious in a tournament. Um, actually, Jess Sunier, she's a really good friend of mine now. Um, but she, I think she bow and arrowed me. And so there were all these pictures of me just like sleeping in her lap, <laughs> like just on on her leg, just totally asleep. And uh, Rachel Casillas, uh, who taught at Women's Only Camp, called me and she's like, untag yourself. <laughs> She's like, she was so mad about it. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm going to fight until I can't fight anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not concerned about going out. Poor Jess. Like it definitely terrified her. (laughs) She was so worried. She was like, I've never choked anyone out in competition before. But you know, like we're good friends now. Like it's just, it's just jujitsu. And it was just a nice, sweet little nap. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, at the Ego, we used to have these shirts that said, um, I got choked unconscious and all I got was this lousy (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. We should make those again. Yeah, so that's my opinion. Like, if something's going to get injured or broken, tap. If it's because you're going to go to sleep, fight until you can't fight anymore. I will say there are several times when, um, like I've seen it with James, where he will tap at the very last minute. And when they let go and the blood rushes back to the brain— he passes out. Really? Yeah. So that can happen too. So like you, you do tap and you still pass out. Oh no. So yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's whatever. It's like I said, it, no joke. When you wake up from being choked unconscious, you really feel like you had the best nap. You feel so refreshed. It's really interesting. It's gotten rid of some headaches before too. I'm not recommending this. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm it's not try a bad thing <laughs> not to do that. Yeah. And I always tell people like, because when people come in like for their intro or whatever, mm-hmm. they're always like chokes scare them. Yeah. They inherently scare them. And and I understand that, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I you know, I say if you if you do pass out, people are gonna let go. Yeah. You know, like it's okay. Research shows that I think they have to choke you for like 19 seconds after you're unconscious for there to be any issues. Ah. And nobody's going to do that. 19 seconds is a really long time. Like when you go limp, people let go. Yeah. That's it. But 
With that said, most people never go unconscious in jujitsu. Most of the people that train have never been unconscious. Yeah. Why? Because they tap. Because they tap. Exactly. Because they tap. So I'm going to be that girl. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, but if you look, even in just class, mm-hmm. the people going unconscious in a, like, sometimes nightly, Coach Daryl, um, <laughs> are the black belts. Like, yeah. they're the ones that are not afraid to go out and, you know, they want to know how far they can fight yeah. through the choke. But especially lower rank, most of them have never been unconscious. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then like we have Andrea uh, <laughs> and we have video of this. I'll, I'll see if she'll share it with us. Um, but, you know, she wanted to f- feel what it felt like to go unconscious. Oh, yeah. So James just choked her unconscious. Like I think it was at team training or something. Mm-hmm. So like they weren't even rolling. He yeah. just got rear mount on her and choked her. Uh-huh. And, um, it, you know, no big deal. But it kind of takes the fear away because now, okay, now I've been out. Now I know what oh, it's yeah. like. And now you know like how far how far it goes before right. you, you know, need to tap or whatever. So yeah, it's interesting. So much to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, technically you never, I mean, like I can't promise that you never will go unconscious um, because there are times where you think you're getting out. A Von Flu would be a great example. Oh, of that. Yeah. So in the Von Flu, if you're not familiar with it, what it is like, I've maybe you've got me in a guillotine. I kind of switch it up and choke you instead. A lot of times when people get von flued for the first time, they pass out ah. because they think I've got this choke on this person. There's no way I'm going out. Yeah. And then they pass out. So, you know, I can't promise you'll never go out because there might be moments like that, uh-huh. you know, where you're like, oh, I'm good. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in general, like you can tap your whole career, not go out. Do we need to make a video? The Von Flu video? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I love the Von Flu. Also, I mean, you can find all of James's videos <laughs> on the Von Flu. He's kind of like the foremost authority on it. <laughs> Literally, like, people hire him all over Northern America to teach the Von Flu stuff. So he's really, really good at it. He's got a DVD on it, which you can find at the Fight Hub. But, yeah, I'd love to do a Von Flu video. I love the Von Flu. Okay, we're totally doing one, and I'll have a link to that nice. in the show notes. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap this episode up for us then. So my tip for on the mat this episode is tap early and tap often. Absolutely. And what's your tip for off the mat? Yes. So my recommendation for off the mat would be KT tape. Um, The good stuff. Don't, Don't get the cheap stuff that comes off. But for those moments that you don't tap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm often very well held together by KT tape. Um, I think the first thing I started KT taping was my shoulder. I dislocated my shoulder uh, doing yoga one week before Masters Worlds a couple of years ago. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, um, and, you know, usually all summer I'm in a tank top and I wore T-shirts that whole week at Vegas, even though it was like 100 degrees because I wanted to cover up the KT tape. I didn't want anyone to notice that I was mm-hmm. injured. <laughs> so, and I just kept my arms crossed the whole time in front of me because I, you know, obviously wasn't wearing the sling. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like I thought I was going to be able to do something. Um, so the match didn't go well. But, <laughs> but I got out there and tried still, even though I dislocated my arm a week before. Oh um, but KT tape is... I find it to be amazing to kind of hold you together. Do your research, though, and know, like, watch a video even. Um, KT themselves puts out a lot of videos on the proper way to tape up different injuries. 
I currently have seven pieces holding my spine together right now. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was using a lot last week. Yeah. 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 Because so, of the healed ribs. Yeah. And, and like you can do knees, ankles, elbows, shoulders, ribs, spine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be helpful in a lot of different areas. So yeah, I highly recommend KT tape. And always good to have tape in the bag. Right? Yes. That is definitely something that should stay in your training bag for sure. All right. Well, since we were talking about KT tape, I think it's a good time to wrap up this episode. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Please share this podcast with a friend. We know you have a friend, at least one friend, <laughs> that needs to hear this podcast. And you can share. All you have to do is tap the little share button in Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever podcast app you use. And if it's super easy for you to leave us a little five-star review in your podcast app, we appreciate that as well. And to continue this discussion, to maybe see some super awesome videos, you need to connect with us on Instagram and you will find us there at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And I am also hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat. keep the dancer in me alive because we're talking about tapping yeah <laughs> really changed my tapping in my life <laughs> <laughs> no kidding <laughs>